And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Welcome back and happy Wednesday. I'm your host, Delaney Swift, and welcome to the Star of the Show podcast. I wanted to chat about side hustles today. I really don't even like the term side hustles, but I don't really know what else to call it. But I was talking to Daniel about this and he was like, you should do a podcast episode on this because you've gained so much purpose from having things that you care about outside of work. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about this because honestly, the last few weeks, maybe even like since 2024 started, I kind of feel like I've been in my flop era. And I know I've said this before in previous episodes, but I kind of feel like even if you have a, no, I don't kind of, I really feel as though if you have a bad or not the best or most productive start to the year, or even if you have bad patches in the year or less productive patches in the year, it doesn't mean that your whole year is bad. You can still have the most amazing year, even if the first month or two doesn't get off to the start that you wanted. And I know, you know, a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I was sick. I literally had a sinus infection for what felt like the whole month of January. It was like towards the, I guess, like the last couple of weeks of January and into the beginning of February, I still just had all of these sinus congestion symptoms. I still am like dealing with the tail end of it. But that's besides the point. So, like, I just felt so down in the month of January. I feel like I came off the holiday eating badly, not really caring about being the most healthy or staying consistent with my workout routine. And those aren't things I normally get, like, super down on myself about because I know that those are, you know, eating healthy and being in a workout routine is something that I love and I thrive off of. So, if I have a few weeks of not being super consistent. I don't let it get me down because it's something that I know I'll come back to. And even though it's a little hard to come back to, like even for the, for example, this morning I woke up and I mean, that's another thing is I've been going to sleep way later than I usually do. Like I've been watching TV in bed until kind of late, honestly, which I know is a bad habit, but this sounds really depressing, but it is like one of my favorite parts of the day. Like I look at watching TV like a hobby. I know some people don't think that, but like for me, watching shows is like gaining knowledge or reading a book. It's like, it gives me knowledge into other parts of the world, other like parts of pop culture. It's almost like finishing a puzzle or I don't know. I just feel like it's like checking things off the box and or checking that box and it just feels good for for me to like finish a show or a movie to have something else to talk about and something to bring to the table in conversations to be able to I don't know learn and experience new shows and movies like that's just always been a passion of mine so when I get sucked into something at night I will watch it way later than I should I'm definitely more of a night person I've trained myself to be more of a morning person over time but I will get stuck up until like close to midnight some nights just watching shows. We usually go to bed around like 9.30 and then I'll just like watch TV in bed until I'm like super tired. 
And if I'm really enjoying a show, I'll stay up past the point of being tired and yeah, it's just, it's not good. So I've gotten into a, a bad habit of staying up later than I should and sleeping in later than I usually do. Usually I'll wake up around, I don't know, between like seven and seven thirty, and I'll have like, you know, I'll make the bed, I'll get ready. I'll make my coffee, sit on the couch and enjoy it, do something productive, or I'll go for a workout a lot. I usually work out like three to four times a week. Like four times a week is like my, that's good. Like I'll go to like four classes. And then between that, I'll just try to like go for walks, get outside. But again, the last couple of months hasn't been the best. Um, Definitely been staying inside and sitting my ass on the couch a lot more than usual. But I, gosh, I've gotten on such a tangent. I just basically wanted to show you or tell you that I have been in a little bit of a rut in terms of my productivity, my habits, and doing things that are good for like my wellness. But I still believe that I can have an immaculate year. All my dreams can come true. Um, I just feel like I can still have such a good year. And so can you if you kind of got off to a rough start. There's still so many things that you can achieve this year if you didn't have the most productive start to your year in January and February. Also, it's winter. Like we're supposed to be resting. We're supposed to be taking things easy and slow. And along with this being out of a routine, I kind of have felt like the self-doubt creep in a little bit more. But it's weird because I have this kind of calm feeling that everything is going to work out and everything is working in my favor and it's going to happen for me. Everything that I want in life is is coming. I almost kind of feel like this is the time in my life where like the hard work and the envisioning, like the dreaming, the the picturing and manifesting are starting to collide. It's as if like both of them were on opposite ends of the spectrum and now like they're coming closer and closer and closer together. And I'm starting to understand that like all of my problems aren't going to be solved once I get the things that I want. I just have to like be appreciative of every step of the journey because and not all of my problems are going to magically go away once the things that I start to want start happening in my life. So yeah, I've been in my flop era. I feel like I'm kind of coming out of it, but that whole like self-doubt, unsure, uncertainty has, has been creeping in. I will say, I kind of feel like I was on a roll with my social media at the end of the year. It was really lighting me up. I felt like I was in a good position. I didn't feel as uncertain. I was like, things are moving in the right direction. And then January and February has been a bit like rough for me in terms of just like feeling unsure of where I'm going to be in the next like few months. Honestly, it's hard for me to have any sort of idea of where I'll be at the end of this year. And that is starting to like, I don't know, just confuse me. I'm not as scared as I would have been in the past for that. Like in the past, if like something with a job or something like that, for example, was uncertain, I would be like really, really scared, but I'm not going into it with as much fear. I'm more so like, I just have no clue what's going to be my life at the end of this year. And it's just, 
it's a little confusing. Like it's making me feel directionless in a way, but in other areas I've have direction. So I know this sounds like a little bit vague, but I just want to let you know that like if you're feeling uncertain, if you're feeling doubt, if you're feeling confused about like where you're at in life, like there's still time. And I wanted actually to like make this whole episode a pep talk, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of a pep talk now. Like we are still so young. I don't know how old you are listening to this, but like even if you're 70 listening to this, like you still have time in life and there is literally no time like the present to act on the things that you want even if it's like a small scale if you want to like start painting or start if you want to be like an interior designer for example okay say let's say you're listening to this and you're 50 and you want to be an interior designer I have no idea if that's the case but we'll use that as an example you can go out tomorrow and you can go into crate and barrel You can go into anthropology. You can watch YouTube videos about interior design. You can throw on HGTV in the background. You can listen to podcasts. You can go to a painting class. You can walk the halls of Home Depot and ask people questions. You can, I don't know, there's so many resources at your disposal is what I'm trying to say is you can surround yourself with the things, the people, the resources, the material, the information, the knowledge about that topic that you are interested in and make it your personality, make it your hobby and fill your free time with it. There is literally no time like the present to act on the things that you want. No matter what your age is, no matter what your, you know, this life situation is, I promise you there is some sort of way that you can do something for yourself. I know that, you know, some people are are parents and they devote their whole entire lives and their time to their kids, but I guarantee you you at least at least have 5 minutes to yourself a day. And maybe that means you're throwing on a quick podcast while you're getting ready for the day, even if you're just washing your face and brushing your teeth, getting dressed, you can do it. Like you can fill your day, your life with something meaningful and something that gives you purpose and makes you happy. And you know what? Your purpose can be having kids and that's that's it. And some people's purposes is, you know, what they're currently doing. Some people, all they want to do is just have a full-time corporate America job or, you know, a nursing job or whatever it is and come home and enjoy their free time when they're not working, spend time with people they love, and that can be enough. But For someone who's listening to this and feels like there's so much more they want to be doing and they're just not there yet, I promise you, you have all of the resources and the knowledge that you need right now to start. And honestly, if you don't have all of the knowledge and you don't know a lot about it, that also works in your benefit because sometimes knowing too much is a downfall. Being at the beginning stage is so exciting. You don't have to be at the end goal in order to enjoy something like figuring something out, learning something for the first time, spending your days figuring something out and trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B can be so rewarding. Now I say this and of course I'm going to go and complain probably tomorrow to myself because I don't, well, sometimes I do complain to my friends and my family, but 
I'm probably going to go complain to myself later that I'm not where I want to be, but I need to check myself and I need to check you and have like a tough love, like real moment with you guys. We are allowed to enjoy the process. We're allowed to enjoy the journey and it may be frustrating that we're not where we want to be, but there's so much to enjoy about being like in the middle of the process and one day you will miss the position that you're in right now. So you might as well just find little ways to enjoy it and be grateful and thankful for what you do have. And you can make just about anything happen. I can't even tell you how much I feel like I need to be living in another country. Like if you know me, you know that my dad is from Ireland was born in Ireland, lived there until he was about seven. And then this is, I'm not going to get on a tangent, but he moved over to England. He lived with his aunt for a few years, a couple years, I don't know. And then his whole family moved over to England a couple years later. So my dad was one of 10 kids, originally 12, two of them passed when they were very young. But my dad his siblings and his parents all lived in England for, well, I don't even know how to do the math, but essentially when my dad was younger, like maybe nine, the rest of his family moved over to England because the economy was shitty. And then like towards the end of his twenties, maybe close to 30, he moved to the U S that's how my parents met. They met in New York. But I always have felt this pull to live in either Ireland or England because when I was growing up, we listened to so many, like, we listened to a lot of Irish music. We watched a lot of British shows. BBC was always on. I did not grow up with American sports or, like, football, anything like that. Like, I always just, there was always golf and soccer on the TV. I I knew so many British references and we always... Like my dad had beans on toast for breakfast a lot of the time. And that's like a very English thing to eat. Um, We had digestives were which like a very um, like it's just like a cookie. Essentially, you have it with like your tea in the morning or after dinner. Um, We had like lots of biscuits, like lots of things that were English, British culture. Right. My dad only drank tea, did not drink coffee, drank black tea. And that was like the type of culture that I grew up around. Now I know it's not like, well, actually, no, I was about to gaslight myself or discredit myself rather not gaslight myself. I was about to like discredit myself by saying, I know it's not like the most like crazy out there country, but okay. Yeah. It is a different country than America. And that's the culture that I grew up in and whatever, it's still different than America. It's still very cool that that's a part of me. And I always felt this pull to live in England or Ireland. Like I still do. I still feel like that is just such a deep part of me that I need to experience on a different level. And there is nobody telling me that I cannot do that besides myself. Even Daniel is like, let's do it. Let's go live there. Let's either even just stay for a month. Let's stay for six months, whatever. Like, let's make it work. We can do it. And it's like so down for that. If I really genuinely wanted it and wanted to 
like go do that this year like he would be all for it and would make it happen but I feel like I'm the one who's kind of putting those limits on myself but I recently heard this theory of like it's not no it's yes if and I loved that again I'm gonna shout out my girl Kelly Grace May I heard it on her podcast with her sister and I've heard a couple other people talk about this recently or just like mention similar sentiments and I think it's so important to hear that and to reiterate that if you have something that's calling to you or you feel like is on your heart you something keeps coming up then it is on your heart for a reason it is calling to you for a reason and you were the person that was meant to bring that into the world or to experience that for a reason. It may not make sense to us, but if we feel like there is something that's coming up over and over and over again, we have to trust our intuition and our gut and know that that desire is there for some sort of reason that we may or may not understand. And sometimes we're the only ones putting the limits on ourselves, telling us we cannot do something. So I can move to London, move to England, move to Ireland and live there if I really wanted to. I know that my work has a program that I can essentially like get accepted to go stay for an extended period of time living in another country while still working at my current job. I think it's like four weeks, but still that is something, right? I could hypothetically quit my job or save, right? I could say, hey, I'm comfortable saving this amount of money, quitting my job and going and live living in England for two or three months, whatever it is, you're fully capable of it, but you're the only one that's putting those limits on yourself saying that you can't do it. If you <clears throat> want to start a company, but you're afraid, or if you want to take up a hobby, but you're afraid, you're the one who's putting those limits on yourself. And I promise you there's probably more ways that that can happen for you, but you're just not looking at those because you're looking at all the reasons that you can't do something. And I just want us collectively to hold hands and move towards the things that we want to do in life and look for more of the ways that we can do something rather than when we can't. And sometimes that means tuning out the noise of the people who are naysayers, not sharing our ideas with the people that we don't feel are going to support us or uplift us. Yes, that may seem tough to do, but sometimes that's what it takes, right? Maybe sometimes it takes being a little tough with yourself and saying, okay, this is what I need to do the next few months or the next year in order to make this happen. But I care about it enough that I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. So let this be my pep talk to you that what you are dreaming or believing or thinking about in your head is your desire for a reason. Other people may have similar desires, but your thoughts, your passions, your dreams are yours for a reason and you have every right to make it happen and you have all of the resources and you probably have a lot more knowledge than you think to make it happen. So let's just do that, shall we? I want you to, to think of at least one way right now that you can 
think outside the box and make what you want happen because I guarantee you there's something that you're either ignoring and resisting or you just haven't thought of yet. So maybe ask yourself, like, what am I resisting in regards to this dream or desire? And what's one way that I haven't thought about that I can make this thing happen for myself? All that being said, I would love to chat about exactly what I said at the beginning, what I was going to talk about, but before I got on a tangent, but I think it's important that we chatted about that. Honestly, I'm glad that I got that pep talk out into the, into the open. So side hustles, my five to nine is my passion. What I would consider my five to nine. So AKA whatever happens after your nine to five job is podcasting, obviously, and my social media. I'm sure that you guys already maybe know this. If you haven't, go listen to the episode where I talked about my business failing. I think the title is called My Business Failed. Go listen to that episode because it gives a lot of context to what I'm about to say. But essentially, ever since like 2020, I started really, really pursuing my passions outside of work. I started out of college at a marketing agency and then I moved to a private plane company where I was there for almost four years and I really actually loved that job so much and I feel like I poured a lot of myself into that job. I was there in the office at that job and then after that I was fully remote for you know the remainder of the jobs that I've really had so I haven't really been off in office for a job since then aside from like the business trip here and there. But there was a period of time, I believe it was about 10 months, where I wasn't working because I had saved and I was trying to build a company, which was in the mental health space. Then I went back to, I had a job at a dance fitness studio as a um, general manager for probably like four months. I think it was from like October to March. So that's probably more than that. November, December, January, February, March, five months, not that long until I realized this isn't really making me that much money. I need to go back to corporate America, which I did in March of 2022. And then I worked at that company for about a year and a half before pretty much everyone was getting laid off. And I was like, I need to make a move to make sure I'm safe and at a place where I'm not constantly fearing, am I going to get laid off? So that was really probably unnecessary information, but all this is to provide provide context of like up until probably 2020 or 2021, I was fully comfortable with just like doing the job that was right in front of me and didn't really pursue anything else outside of that. I was filling all of my free time with just like social activities, hanging out with friends. And now ever since I, you know, started this quote-unquote side hustle of creating my last company, Happy Scampers, I poured so much of my energy outside of work into that. Whenever I wasn't working, I was working on that company, trying to build it, working with a coach, working with networking groups, taking courses, trying to soak up all the information that I could in order to make this happen. And then posting on social media, you know, just doing all of these little, well, not little, all of these side hustles or all these creative pursuits. And it wasn't really until September of last year. So September, 2023, where I started to see my social media 
grow. And I'm still only like at 11,000 followers on TikTok. But that to me, I'm so proud of myself because it, it finally feels like the things that I'm doing are paying off and it actually feels aligned. When I was doing my um, business, not that it wasn't aligned, but it, it didn't really give me much space to be myself because it was all about mental health. And I had a lot of, that was like the worst my mental health ever was when I was running that business or create like trying to create that business and make it into something bigger than it was. And it really didn't give me much space to like express myself in any way other than like positive and happy and like kind of perfect. Honestly, like I put myself in that box of trying to be perfect for the sake of, you know, my social media and growing this business. And then when I started to be more of myself and show all of the sides of myself and talk about something that I really love and could talk about forever, which is pop culture, that's when my TikTok really started to take off. Obviously me saying that Taylor Swift, my, Taylor Swift was my cousin probably like, you know, made that happen. But now I feel like I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about pop culture and it's, it's, it's gaining traction and I'm really talking about the things that I love. So all this to say, like, if you have a passion or something that you know that you could talk about or learn about, research about, like all you could ingest all of the content. It's actually something that you love so much and always has been. It's something you always come back to. Like that is yours for a reason. Really come in full circle here. And I highly recommend the thing that you feel so passionately about and so strongly about be something that you pursue. Now, not everyone's going to want to make their passion their full-time job because I understand that when you take something that is like your creative side or something that you, you know, that's like, don't make your, your hobby, your job, because then you'll like take all the creativity and fun out of it. And it will like put too much pressure on it. And if you try to make money from that, it will stress you out and make you resent that craft. Like I understand that side of it because I definitely felt that way when I was building my business. I felt like I took out all of the creativity from it. I was so drained since I wasn't making the money that I wanted to make from it. I was very stressed, but I fully believe that your passions are yours for a reason and you were meant to do something with them, whether it's literally just doing it on the weekend or um, making a whole ass hobby out of it or a side hustle or a career. I think only you can know, you know, what level of involvement you're going to have with that. But when I started to actually talk about the things that I loved and could talk about forever and genuinely were my interests since I was a kid, dancing and singing and acting in front of my mirror, the I was the girl who was in all of the acting classes. I was in theater. I was in improv. I was in chorus, choir, church choir. I did, you know, acting class, theater, like I did it all. Dance, did I already say that? That shit was my passion ever since I was a kid. And I don't know why I kind of like ignored that for so long. Not that I really did, but I just, 
I wasn't showing up as my full self. And as soon as I started to do that, people can, I think, understand what you're actually in love with and what's real to you and what's authentic. So if something is nagging at you, like this is, this is what you love, maybe nagging isn't the right word, but if something repeatedly shows up for you and something is, has always been your passion, like share that with the world in any way that you feel best. Obviously mine is, I love sharing on social media. I love entertaining. I love talking to people. I love sharing things with the world in any way, shape or form that I can. So this podcasting showing up on social media feels authentic to me and feels like a good medium for me, whether or not you think that's cool or cringe, whatever, like I don't care. I'm proud of myself for the, you know, showing up in the ways that I have, but you have to think about what the right way for you to show up in your craft is. Now, I feel like I have never had more drive and passion and purpose since I quit my job in 2021 and started to pursue building a business full-time. Obviously now I am working in corporate America again or working a nine to five again rather. And I appreciate that because it gives me a steady income. It gives me stability, which I really realized I enjoy. It gives me health insurance and benefits and just gives me that peace of mind of having that steady income coming in. And ultimately, yes, I do get to, you know, learn from people. I get to build new experiences. But I also will say that having something outside of work has really given me such a drive. It always, it hasn't always been easy. It's definitely hard and taxing and can be frustrating and debilitating and, and, you know, you can really doubt yourself. You can question whether you're on the right path, but having a, a purpose outside of my, outside of my job has given me so much extra creativity and like a lust or passion zest for life because I feel like I would be so burnt out, so resentful, so negative. Like, I don't know what my, what would drive me or what would inspire me if I wasn't pursuing creative things like posting on social media and, you know, making this podcast and doing things that genuinely light me up and take, and even consuming social media, watching award shows like I have been and watching movies, watching shows, listening to podcasts, like consuming it all so that I can recap it for you is so rewarding and has given me an excitement about something and just figuring this out even the journey looking back on like the past three years the journey has also been so rewarding because I'm finally in a place where I feel like things are clicking and I'm not where I want to be fully but knowing that I've made so many positive strides has been so rewarding and I am super proud of myself. So I'm not saying that you need to like go get a hobby, but I'm just sharing that you can pursue the things that you want to in any way, shape or form. And it doesn't have to look 
the way that it looks for every single other person. The way that I show up in my five to nine is is kind of structured like this. And again, there really isn't much of a structure, but this is how I try to structure it. So the podcast, I usually will, when I'm scheduling guests, I'll either record before work or after work or on the weekends. I've only done before work once because of like the time change. Um, I literally did it like seven or 8 a.m. And then, yeah, usually I'll try to do like after work or on the weekends with guests. And if I do it just myself, I will either do it on like a Sunday or a Monday or a Tuesday before my Wednesday episode comes out. Sometimes before then, but usually it happens on one of those days. And then I'll edit and upload the podcast usually in like Sunday, Monday or Tuesday. And I'll usually make finishing touches on like Tuesday, make sure it's all good to go for Wednesday. If I'm like planning ahead, which I used to do a lot at the beginning of the podcast, I don't as much in terms of like scheduling episodes. So they're like, it's batched, but I would love to get better about that as time goes on. On the horizon is maybe hiring a VA for the video. I know I've said this multiple times, but adding extra budget to it does stress me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but it definitely is something on the docket. Um, but if I'm batching episodes, that can be helpful so that things are scheduled out so I don't have to like worry about recording for a couple of weeks. Um, and then with videos, I usually post them like when I'm talking about like my TikTok, my social media. Um, I usually will just post them on the fly or I batch ideas. So I have like a running list on either Notion or just like my notes app where I'll like bullet point ideas and then I'll just check them off as I complete them. And anytime I have an idea, sometimes it comes to me like at night or um, when I'm in the store or I'm in the middle of something or I'm working, whatever, I'll just like write out my content ideas and then I'll get to them whenever either I'm feeling like I don't have an idea for the day or I just want to remember it later because I want to do it in that same day or that same week. And usually I try to post at least once a day on TikTok. You know, multiple times a day is the goal, but at least once a day on TikTok is my goal. And my goal now is to start getting better about repurposing on Instagram and would love to do YouTube as well. But that just feels very scary because, and what I mean by YouTube is just like add my podcast videos to YouTube and repurpose my short my short form videos like my TikToks on YouTube but that's just like a whole nother thing that like takes up so much time so that is a little stressful I'm not gonna lie but it is something that I know I want to and should do to continue growing but again I have a full-time job so like that's where the majority of my time goes right so in terms of videos, TikTok once a day is my goal. Want to start being more active on stories on both Instagram and TikTok and repurpose my content from TikTok to Instagram. It is a little scary because I like lose followers a lot whenever I repost on Instagram because I think people just like from high school or college or whatever former lives remember that they follow me and unfollow me. But I went and I like removed a bunch of followers from my account that like could have been spam. You know how like you can see like the followers that might be spam. I removed a bunch of those people and hopefully that helps with like growing and putting me in front of the right people. I don't know. If you have any tips for Instagram and growing on there, hit a girl up. 
But if you are listening to this and you're from like high school or college or whatever, and like you're annoyed by pop culture content or like me posting my life and posting lots of times in a day, I promise you, I won't be mad if you unfollow. Like I get it. It can be annoying, but like I'm trying to make room for the people that, you know, want to be in my community and vice versa, like make room for the right people. So I promise I will actually not be offended. And I totally get it if you find it annoying. I really do. But um, yeah, that's my goal going forward is is to be better about Instagram as well. I know I need to be better on the YouTube game. I know I need to be better about growing the podcast. So that is like my main priority of like area for improvement. Um, and usually with TikTok, like if I think of an idea, I just like record it on the fly. Or like I said, I put it in a notes app and then I just go and record it later. A lot of times if there's like award shows or games or something that's happening live I will try to like live post it which can be stressful because it's happening in real time and you want to be like one of the first people to post about it so that it catches the algorithm and you're like you know a lot of stuff with pop culture of course is very um time sensitive you have to like be posting when it's relevant so that can be sometimes a challenge especially when I like don't want to be on my phone constantly another challenge that I feel like I'm running into is wanting people to know more about me and my life and anytime I post something about my life like the video flops doesn't get as many views but like I told my friends um two of my girlfriends who I met through my previous life coach we are in like a little mastermind group of our own and we will now we're starting to meet weekly um on Thursdays and we just like chat every day in a like an iMessage which is awesome I love having them in my life to bounce ideas off of but I actually wrote them this message about growing on social media and starting to like show up more as yourself and like show more of your personality. And I'm going to read it to you because I feel like it could help at least one person listening to this kind of a late night brain dump, but I'm going to read it to you. Okay. I said another thought I had about building a community online by showing more of your personality and talking to the camera is that it takes a while for your audience to learn your new style or start putting the face and voice to the name. So while the numbers and the traction might be low now, if you keep doing it and keep showing up, not only are you going to get better, but the followers and the views and community will compound over time from it. And maybe one day your followers and your engagement skyrockets from one of those videos going viral, and then they have your page to look back on all the progress you've made and community you've built along the way. Slow and steady. After all, we're building for the thousand loyal fans versus the million unengaged fans. So what I mean by this is essentially, you know, if you are doing something different or you're trying to like build a community, it's going to take a minute for people to get to know you. Just like if you were dating or making a new friend, it's going to take some time for people to really like fall in love with you. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know that I loved my boyfriend the second that we had a conversation. It happened over time and how getting to know him and I didn't become best friends with some of my best friends overnight. It happened over time and getting to know them and having experiences with them. So same thing. Like I remember this is like a great example. I think I always think about this in my head when I think about building a community. I remember following Emily Kaiser before she had a lot of followers. Now I think she has like 2 million on TikTok. But I remember following her when she was just doing like her cleaning videos and she did not talk. She just had like music overlays. And then she would like do her get ready with me's but not really talk. 
And then she started like slowly talking and doing vlogs and we got to know so much more of her. And she actually has like this funny, quirky personality. And it made me so much more loyal to her and like her more because I could relate to her more. I felt like we were friends. I felt like we were being silly together. And so it really does not happen overnight. And you need to give this can be applied to everything besides like growing on social media. Like you need to give yourself time to allow those experiences compound over time. And another thing that I will say and add to this before I wrap up is consistency over perfection. Like consistency is so, so powerful and it's almost more powerful than like being good at something. As long as you're showing up time and time again, even when you do not want to, even when you have self-doubt, even when you're scared, even when you're worried about what people are going to say, consistency honestly always trumps all of that. It trumps being the best at something because you're only going to get better at something when you're consistent. And it can be the times that you show up for yourself on days you don't want to that ends up skyrocketing you forward. If you get in the pattern of not doing things or not taking action when you don't feel like it, then you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to move forward. So no matter what it is that, you know, you're hoping to do, I promise you just consistency, no matter what, even when you try to talk yourself out of something, will always get you further. And again, sometimes it's it's better than being like the best at something. And I would argue that it's like always better than being the best at something because like who wants to be the absolute best? And there's like no fun in that because you're already the best and you have nothing else to learn or gain. Anyways. I'm going to sign off and leave you with that for now. Um, I hope that you do at least like one thing this week that makes you happy and puts you in a position to like get closer to doing what you're passionate about. I love you and happy Wednesday. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next time on the Star of the Show podcast. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are loving the podcast, please, please leave a rating and review and tell others what you're loving about the show. It really helps grow the podcast and helps me create more content for you. If you have suggestions for the pod or questions you'd like me to answer, you can always email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.